just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome. Hello, Marcus. That was a lot. That was. Um, So we had just about all the statewide candidates and uh, one of the countywide candidates, and now we have the other, Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Hey, Sheriff. Hello, Sheriff. Hey, Chris. Hi, Marcus. How are you? Very good. So I was at the um, uh, the standout today, and it was it was quite quite an impressive turnout um and i thought you gave a good speech to the crowd afterwards uh what did it mean to have that many people there uh, on election eve uh, supporting your um candidacy well obviously it's a great inspiration for me you know to have so many people come out and um and, and so many that that believe in the same things that we've been doing over the years is it's really rewarding and it and as i say it's an inspiration for me to know that we're doing the right things for the people of our county to you know, make sure our communities are secure, that we're doing everything we can to keep them safe, as well as, um, you know, all the outreach we're doing with, with our, our partnerships and collaboration with, with the local PDs and, and the youth programs that we've developed, the, the senior citizen programs, all the things that we're doing that make, um, I think, that make them feel like, hey, we're all in this together and this is really about community and what I think a lot of people in the other parts of the country want to see happen, which is, you know, work together as a team and do the right things for, look, I'm a grandfather and I'm a father, um, just like many of the people who are out there today, and they all feel the same way I do. Uh, it's time to make sure that our families are secure, our communities are secure, and this is not about politics. It's about what's right for the people we serve. So I'm very, very blessed and happy that so many people came out today to show their support and, and their affirmation that we're, we're, we're on the right track, we're doing the right things. So, um, Tom, um, tomorrow's the big day. Um, you've been working for six years towards this day. Um, how do you feel? Well, you know, I, I'm somebody that always runs 10 votes behind, but I, I, I feel that we've done everything we can do. Um, I've always trusted uh, whatever the people of this county uh, decide is, is, is something, obviously, that's, that's ultimately, in the end, what really matters. Um, I hope that they've seen that over my 25 years have been very consistent, focused on what matters to them and their families, and you know, and that I have a real passion. This is what I've done. I've had opportunities to people try to encourage me to run for Congress and other things, but I was I said no. This is this is my wheelhouse. I started out in law enforcement, and I'm very committed to doing anything I can in this business to to keep people safe and and I want to I want to be able to make a difference and work with my staff and the people of our communities to make that happen. So what do you let, let's say you get a re, uh, reelected? Um, I think it's going to be your your it would be your fifth uh, successful reelection. Uh, what uh, what are you going to do on day one in January? Is there anything you're looking to continue? Any new initiatives you're looking to start, but you're waiting to get reelected? Well, absolutely. I mean, look, there's a, there's a whole host of things that we have to we have to look toward. Uh, both inside the prison and also outside the prison. I mean, the, the fentanyl problem in this country right now is something that we have to get under control. We're losing 300 young adults a day. Um, and I know my partners in law enforcement 
are as focused and committed as I am to stop this from happening. Having moms and dads walk in, try to wake their kids up, and they're not waking up because of the fentanyl we know's pouring in over the border. Um, and we, we have to come together, and we have to be the inspiration for the rest of this nation and for our communities to say, look, stand with us, and we will reinstate the rule of law. We'll stop your kids from having to be exposed to this stuff um, and, and stand with law enforcement and, and denounce this defund the police movement that's going on in this country, and we will reclaim our neighborhoods. The other thing is, um, and, and that's through strengthening our partnerships. I have people on all kinds of task force and so forth for years that have been working on trying to eradicate drugs from our communities. But the other piece of this is, um, you know, the, the whole issues inside the prison around vocational training. We, um, I've been trying for a couple of years to try to get the vocational high schools to open up to us. Let us use them at night. We have all the equipment there and make maximum use of those like we do our, our sheriff's office. Whatever potential you could offer as many people to get benefits it's what we're all about with government. It's what we should be doing. And so I'll be working hard to do that. As you know, um, we recently announced our CBL um, uh, simulators we have, our, our um, welding simulators that we've got. We want to get people into the trades so they can leave our prison and get into a, a job that's going to give them not only a, a support in the way of um, supporting themselves, but also some sense of achievement, you know, some giving back and making a difference in society. Um, we're, we're, we're very heavily involved in the youth initiatives, which is critically important. I said it from day one when I took over. We need to deal with kids before they ever walk through the front door of a jail. Why are we waiting until after they've established their, their you know, established long-term dysfunctional behaviors to try to f- correct them? It's more costly, more difficult, and has much less success rate. Let's do it at the front end. So we, we have a cutting-edge program in that regard. We're, we're looking at um, expanding some of the other programs with trainings for other PDs and, and not just our canine program, our comfort dog program. We have the first two COVID dogs in the nation. These are all things that we will continue to do as problems evolve, like the mental health issues and the, and the reentry issues that we have to do. We need more people on the outside have more resources the community groups that are doing things to try to help inmates when they come out they need more resources so that the inmates the ex-inmates can have an opportunity to a continuum of care that that they started when they got in our place all those things are critically important and it's the goals i have going forward and of course always looking to try to you know further empower our staff to reach higher levels of excellence that's critically important in any ways we can save taxpayers money in the way we operate our jails. We've been speaking with Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Um, Sheriff, look, you've always made yourself available to this yeah. to this show and really to the radio station that. in general. And um, both Marcus and I, we really appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow. Um, can I, can yeah, I, go ahead. Could I just add one thing at the end here, sure. which is very important? And that is to say thank you to you both at the WBSM. Um, look, talk radio is, is really going to be the thing that's going to help us turn this country around. And you know what? Both of you both of you have been very uh, insightful, thoughtful, and the way that you've exposed the public, the people in our communities, to the candidates that are running is critically, critically important, and you've been very in-depth and thoughtful of how you did it. And congratulations to both of you, and, and also to BSM. You all have been, been really awesome, and you're doing the service that I think people expect. God bless you, and may God bless the listeners tonight. I hope everybody will consider me for a vote. We really appreciate Thank that, you. Sheriff. Thank Thanks you so much. Appreciate have a, it. Have really a good, good night. Good luck. Good luck. So that was nice. Very nice. Um, but boy, both he and 
Maya Haru sound tired. Yeah, they do. They're both ready. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long year. It's been a long campaign. Yeah, it's been a long campaign. Neither it's, of them have left anything on the table. They have been indefatigable up until now. Right. You yeah. can hear it in both their voices. Yeah. It's time for bed. Whatever yes. the hell happens tomorrow. Yeah. Right? They'll be at their election parties and right. just, you know, waiting with bated breath. Right. So, um, that's it. That's everybody, just about. So that's all the people on the ballot. And now we can hear from the real people, Marcus, the and callers. We can hear from you if you want to call in at 508-996-0500. Again, I, I you know, uh, the, the, the schedule for the first out two and a half hours didn't allow uh, us to um, fit in our, our, our every night guests. Right. You know, right. So, uh, but I we, hope you folks appreciated that we were able to get... One more cycle through before yeah. you vote tomorrow. If you haven't voted yet, um, I'm, you know, I hope that this helped you. And if you have already voted, I hope these candidates reinforced their, uh, you know, your belief in them as candidates. So, Marcus, st- statistically, most people listening have not voted yet. Yes, um, statistically. I think that the last couple of years, generally... Although we do have a civically engaged audience, you know, we do, I think. We do. Last... Um, couple of cycles um the city of bedford generally six or seven percent early vote yeah so most people have not voted yet most people have not voted yet not voted yet so uh 508-996-0500 good evening you're live hey marcus hey what's up pat um like anything else in life i always do stuff five minutes so <laughs> i love your show tonight got to hear from a lot of different people and learn a lot of stuff uh, thanks do you think this is the, the tightest race, Hodgkin and Haru. Um, do you think that's the tightest race in the state? Um, I think it's the most watched race in wow. the state. Uh, if it's tight or not, listen, I think it has the potential to be tight. There's a lot of variables in this race. There is, uh, you know, Hodgson's always been reelected comfortably. There are certain variables yeah. now that are different than uh, when he ran against John Quinn. Odds on favorite has to be, uh, the odds on favorite has to be the sheriff, right? Um, yeah. But there are still factors we can't account for. So uh, it's, oh. Just call back, right? Just call back, Pat. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I accidentally hung up on you, but let's go get to this call. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. I appreciate that you guys have done this throughout the the campaign season. It Thank really you. helps a lot of people get the information. A lot of good candidates <laughs> running on both sides. Yes. And uh, I, I'm glad the one little uh, libertarian chimed in. <laughs> that was nice. But, I like that. Yeah, I, I really wish we had more uh, options with libertarians, and I wish they got more... Um, more exposure because I, I do believe a lot of people, whether they understand what the Libertarian Party is about or not, I think that a lot of people's values do align with Libertarian ideals. Yes, I really do. I agree. And I think a lot of people are fed up with a two party system, you know, pendulum swinging, swinging back and forth and it getting vicious. I'd rather it be these are the issues, this is what I'm running on. I kind of wish there were. Oh, jeez. Don't worry about it. Just call back, ma'am. Just Son call back. I, I keep doing this. Marcus is, is apparently we got a new board and Marcus doesn't know what he's doing today. I'm tired too. <laughs> Listen, please call, please call back. Please I, call I, back. I, I, really, like I really do yeah. feel bad about that. Good evening. Hey, Hank. Good evening, Chris. Hey. We almost had him. We almost had Marcus. We were pulling him on board. He was, <laughs> he did he was not. even trying on Hodgson's t-shirt. That's not correct. None of that's true. I was offered a Hodgson shirt. 
I know you. I was offered a Hodgson shirt. I, I, I respectfully declined, but we, um, we almost had him, Chris. He was going to leave leave that side of the show, and he was going to sit on your lap for the rest of the show. <laughs> the Listen, we can't let Marcus go over the other side. It'll ruin the show. Yeah, it'll be bad. Well, it was it was a uh, very good evening for the sheriff's yeah, team. Just... I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Not just for to cast my own votes. Obviously, one will be for Sheriff Hodgson, but my youngest child, my baby, turned 18 tomorrow. He's voting for the first time. I'm meeting him after school and bringing him in to to do his due diligence. So, That's perfect. That is very important to take your kids to vote with you. Yep, yep. He wanted to do it like early, and I said, "Nope, you gotta, you gotta really feel the moment. You gotta get into the schools. You gotta go. You gotta see the people standing out there holding signs." I think so, for your first voting experience, I think that's a good I idea. Agree. For I sure. do. That's that's yeah. fantastic. Yep. Yeah. All right. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks. Thank, thank you. We appreciate it. Bye. So, um, listen. If I hung up on you, call back. Uh, yeah, please call back. The first person I call, uh, I hung up on. Uh, I I know my. Texted him. I said, hey, "I'm sorry," and uh, he said, "Don't worry about it. That's all I had to ask." It is the most watched race. Whether or not it's the closest, we will find out. We're uh, going to find out. It's it's very um, difficult to tell. All right. Yeah. There's a as you point out, Marcus. There's a lot of variables. Yes, there is. Good evening. Hello. Hi. Is it me? Yes. yes sorry. <laughs> I would take it personally, only I've heard you do it to a couple of us. Yes. <laughs> unintentionally. So I was saying, I think um, Diana Zaglio, as good as she is of a person, she seems like she can learn on the fly and mm-hmm. really, but I just don't understand why we have a candidate that is an auditor. That is what he is. That is what he does. And that is what his experience is. I think that's who people should be voting for. Yeah, I mean that's his argument. He's he certainly put that forward. I think it's uh, an effective one, and um, it is the closest uh, statewide race, albeit not that close, depending right. on the polls. But there is, I guess, a number of undecided voters that could swing it. She is outside of the margin of error, um, but I can see why people would be drawn to her. Sure, she does seem good at you know what she does. She does yeah. seem to draw people in. But I feel like if, if you're running for an auditor. You will be nice to have a lot of experience. You're running a state, you know. Uh, you know, you're, you're checking on what the state is doing. I do like the idea that she wants to uh, check on what the legislature is up to, you know, and audit them. And that makes sense to me. I don't, you know, I, I don't know how they've gotten away with it not being done, but um, I just don't like how Moore Healy and all of the Democrats. I get it; they're Democrats, but they're they need to be representing the whole state. And the fact that they're like, let's squeeze out any Republican from even getting any seat, oh, to me, doesn't show that they want any balance that's, at oh, all. Okay, okay. Listen, if the, if the roles were reversed, you go down to Alabama, you go down to, to no, uh, Mississippi, they're Alabama. doing, yeah, but you, you know what? If you go down there, they're doing the same stuff there. They they have super majorities like in those I, legislatures. The, the, but to say that the Democrats don't represent people because they want full party control, no, any any political party wants party that. Control, I don't think that's good for any state. I really don't think it's good for the country or any state, Why? which is why I like libertarians, because I do believe we need more balance. And I don't think we get it with one with one party. I don't. I agree with you there, but it, but the, the problem is not caused by the Democrats. It's caused by the Republicans. Yeah. Not fielding no, candidates. The, the, the problem is caused by a two-party system. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, that's a... Yeah. I, I agree with you there, there, what you're saying, but just let's try to get a two-party system in Massachusetts. Yeah. 
right? It's true. The Republicans no. aren't even a real party anymore. They're I mean, not. I mean, I, no. listen, I was no. I was a faithful, long-time member of the Republican Party since the 1990s. And um, regulars of the convention, very much involved with the party. And it's really... I'll see what happens after this election. Um, but it's yeah, a sad fall, I don't fall, have a lot really. of faith in Massachusetts turning it around with Republicans. That's why I would like it not to be so, you know, partisan. But, all right, guys, have a great night. Hey, thanks, thanks so much for calling back. Thanks. I appreciate it. I mean, it wasn't that long ago the state elected a Republican senator. It wasn't that long ago we have a Republican governor. We've had mostly Republican governors. Um, it can happen. Uh, it just It just can't be the brand... I don't think it can be the brand uh, that the national Republicans are just like the same thing. And, you know, you've got um, you've got uh, more concern, like a John Tester in in Montana is the perfect example, I think. Uh, So, Marcus, it's funny as you say that, because today I saw a national ad um, for the Republicans put up by a conservative group mm -hmm. and they have Joe Biden um, and they have. Liz Warren, right? Mm-hmm. And then they list all the problems with the country, right? And I thought to myself, that was a national ad. It wasn't someone running against Liz Warren. Sure. I thought, that's funny, right? That's yeah. how people view. Well, that's exactly. I, I think, you know, what's funny. I, I was digging into WBSM's YouTube and I was looking at the, uh, the one of our, our first, appe- my first appearance on your show okay. that was recorded uh, was we were talking about, we talked about a few things, but one of them was, this was when Deval Patrick and Liz Warren was a conversation about two Massachusetts people running for president. Right. And I said, while someone like Liz Warren, that brand is, is particularly popular here. It's decidedly unpopular everywhere else. Right. I will say, you know, having said all that, Bernie Sanders is the, one of the most popular elected officials in the, in the, um, in the in the country, I think the the difference is with a, a Warren type is the triangulation of it. But uh, that's a that's a different conversation. But I wonder about Bernie Sanders. I think his his appeal rests in his perception in the perception of the voters that he's telling them the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? They might not like it. Yeah. But he's honest. Right? Yeah. That I think that's really his message. Yeah, it could be. Right? That, that people like him because they feel like, hey, that guy's telling me the truth. I, I, yeah, I think he just more effectively communicates, um, hey, you're not getting a fair shake. This is how you can, you can, I think. Right. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Marcus, um, tomorrow's it. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow's election day. Um, so tomorrow is election day. Uh, you can go vote and there's the candidates you heard from. And, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, we're going to have a great special tomorrow. We've got, uh, we've got people who are already been elected. Basically, right. we have DA Tom Quinn calling in at eight. Uh, we have Chris Markey calling in and we have Chris Hendricks calling in state reps. Um, they were unopposed. They're all that were unopposed in the right. general. So, uh, We'll also have the some of the winning candidates, maybe some of the losing candidates call in like we did last time. Right. And we'll be on till midnight. We'll have um, the results. As soon as we're getting them, we'll give them to you. Yeah. We, folks, we, we, we've got a network of people around the, yeah. the state who are going to give us information as soon as they're getting it mm-hmm. uh, on results. We'll get it from some people involved in the different camps. Um, well, I'm not going to let you know all the secrets, but we have some people on the ground. Uh, Marks and I will be here in the studio, but mm-hmm. we we worked really hard on trying to build a network of people. We did it in the primary so that you folks will be getting cutting-edge news live here on the radio tomorrow night. Yeah, um, we're, we're really... Uh 
really excited about it. We'll hopefully be able to call the races that you want it called. We'll definitely be able to call those rep races, I think. I think so, too. Um, we did last time pretty right. easily. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll be, I think we'll be able to call at least a lot of those rep races. Um, you know, you've got, you know, uh, Paul Schmidt, Evan Gendro, Carol Doherty, Chris Cody. You've got, um, uh, you've got, um, uh, Justin Thurber, Pat Haddad. So, uh, we'll be able to call those hopefully. Let's you, go. You have Dr. Swift and you have Dr. Bill Swift Strauss. and Bill Strauss. Yes. Yeah. Um, 508-996-0500. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, hey my friend. Hey, how we doing? Good. Can I go a little bit off the, uh, sure. the election stuff, or you guys want to stay on the election? No, I don't care. Okay, I don't care. All right. <laughs> I thought you Dunn's uh, interview with you guys the other day was very interesting and very telling, okay? Oh, okay? For two reasons, okay? He talked about the length of being able to try to go to Boston uh, from New Bedford, and I think that puts a whole new idea on this um, train from New Bedford to Boston. Yeah, right. I think so. Uh, you know, again, he's got no axe to grind. He, you know, he's moving on with his life and wish him well and everything. But I think it was an honest appraisal of what the train down here is going to mean. Exactly. Yes. That's a <laughs> great point. I think that, unfortunately, I, you know, I watch, you know, Channel 5 OTR, saw um, Mayor Wu on again, okay, and she was talking about the problem that they have with mass casts and the people right. uh, and what to do with them, and uh, she felt that help should be given from outside of Boston, okay? Now, I don't know if that means the suburbs right outside of Boston or if it means down here, all right? Um, and again, if I, I I really don't trust the Boston people, not not our representatives that go up there or anything, because to me, over my lifetime, Boston has done very little for the South Coast. Yes. Yes. I think a lot of people feel that way, and I think that's what a lot of people campaign on, you know, when they come down here, for sure. Chris? Yes. Look, we live in a competitive state. Certain regions want to get for themselves what other people want you know so um that's why it's important to have legislators like we have many of them have been there for quite a while that's how you eventually get acquire real power well um, i i think they're doing the best that they can yes. even if you and i and marcus were up there we'd be doing the best we can but again the the it's stacked against us with with all the regions that you know vote the way they have more a population and voting against us the only you know latin um, leverage we could have is yes if we get a lot of people voting and all of a sudden they need the south coast to you know to to to, to pass something that they want passed okay and uh if, well, if we're never in that position i don't care we could uh, you know resurrect abraham lincoln and send him up there and we're not going to get much done well you know B baker uh cha completely changed his stance on south coast rail when he, he when he wanted to get elected his, his second run for governor the mm -hmm. successful one mm -hmm. when he so. when he looked you know the, the thing about bristol county you're, we're going to prove this uh, for the sheriff's race when you start to look at the turnout not the number of votes but the percentage yeah. turnouts how much more the turnout is in the suburbs as opposed right. to the city yes yeah well uh, understandably the suburbs i think uh people who move there uh you know uh might be a little better well off a little more politically mm -hmm. sophisticated mm -hmm. and exactly, yeah. so consequently that's why you get that but the suburbs doesn't have the population i think to do it you got to get 
Fall River, New Bedford people into this stuff and, and making their names known, uh, you know, their vote noticed. One other thing I want to bring up to, which again, from uh, <clears throat> you done was very telling. Okay, uh, conversation came up about the mayor and the city mm-hmm. council, yes. dealing with the mayor and the city council. And again, he's leaving, no access to grind. He said, basically, and I'm, I guess, afraid, paraphrasing whatever, that, that with the mayor, it's either his way. Or the highway. That's that's a direct quote. That's yes, not a that's paraphrase said, at all. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and again, I think you know the mayor may be the smartest guy in the room and the most educated guy in the room. Uh, but again, the, the the situation between the mayor and the city council not getting along and not being able to deal with one another hurts the city. Okay. Yes. And hopefully, uh, I I think the mayor tried to offer his own type of olive branch when he wanted to have this. Uh, um, you know, issue about the um, methadone clinic. Methadone clinic, uh, you know, re, re, re brought up again. Yes, uh, it was his way of you know saying, "Hey, we can be on the same side." Correct. Of course, because of the bad bad blood that's there, uh, that didn't come out that way. I, again, I think it was his way of trying to say, "Hey, we can work together. Just let these people know that New Bedford doesn't want them on Union Street." Okay, the city council, and uh, it, because of the bad relationship, it, it just you know didn't happen it was a, the city council unanimously decided to miss a great opportunity yeah yeah they, right. they should have at least discussed it as the mayor asked right okay but again because of the issue and again you done brought it up it's his way or the highway to me if you're a politician whether you're newt gingrich and uh, bill clinton or tip right. o'neill right. and uh, ronald reagan uh, you still have to deal with each other. It can't be one way or the highway, whether it be city council telling the mayor that or the mayor telling city council that. I just hope we could have more, you know, civil, political, um, uh, you know, debate rather than personality and getting angry about, you know, who's right and who's wrong. And more, more uh, again, those, those, those two people, I, from what I understand, uh, Tip, you know, didn't get along with Ronald Reagan, but yet, you know, to do business, they got along. And I knew Gingrich was mad as hell, but yet to do business, he got along with Bill Clinton, and we had some good years there, uh, fueled by the computer, you know. Yeah, dot-com boom. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, I just thought those were two very interesting comments made by, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Dunn as he left. It, know, so. Yeah, I think the city council... Um, He's going to be poorer without him, quite frankly. Oh, no, I, I, I do. I do. I think you hope like another person that has his resume kind of comes up because he really was one of the he, he really was like, you know, there's no other attorney on that council. I know you have Jaratowski, but having someone there that can make votes, I think, is important. And having someone with that policy knowledge, I think, makes so everybody's got their own knowledge that they bring to the council. Again, I'm just I saying think his the is, council is and, and the mayor has to work together. It can't be. All the councils wear the highway, or all the mayors wear the highway. They got to talk. They got to reach compromise. I agree. They, you know, they, they, otherwise we, you're going to get the fiasco that you have going on in the country right now. The fact that the methadone clinic purveyors were able to divide the council and the mayor, yeah, is really crazy. Well, um, no, but nobody wants it there. The council doesn't want it there. The mayor doesn't want it there. But they and, can't agree on how to keep it out. Well, again, it, it's just because of the bad blood that's there. To, yeah. to me, that was an olive branch to the city council. Yes, hey, I let's agree. talk about Let's show these people that we're united as a community, as a city council, as a, in the mayor's office, that we don't want you there. Maybe there's another place in the city, and yet it, it just got, you know, boom, blown up. You know, right. too bad. It, it, it's too bad. It is too bad. Who's up a fault it is, uh, it's too bad. Who do you think will come out of Ward 3? 
Ah, uh, gee, I have no idea. And what three is, is nobody? Nobody does. Not to me. Hey, we talked about uh, a future mayor, though. If our mayor does leave with uh, Maura Healy, yes. Um, how about Joe Lopes? Yeah, I listen. I think Joe Lopes was on that trajectory for yes, sure. I, I agree. Think Joe Lopes has, I think, a couple of things that I think are valuable in a mayor, uh, mayoral um, candidate. He has a lot of uh, good business experience. He has uh, the institutional knowledge of how city government works. And he's very passionate about the city. So, well, and he seemed to be respected by his colleagues. Okay? He definitely was very you know, well respected. And, yeah, and again, like I think, Chris, you advised him to run for uh, <laughs> for councilor at large. He Maybe should he could just be a senator from councilor at large. Yeah. And he seemed to be very confident I'm, when I watch him on TV because you guys can't let you know what goes on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. <laughs> when he was on the on the city council, how he conducted himself and everything. Uh, I, you know, and this isn't to say anything. Like I think I think uh, Pereira's done a good job. I mean, he he nailed that uh noah's playground issue he's the one that discovered it i think he's done a good job it's just it's too bad both couldn't be on the council that's well yeah but again if we're looking for another mayor uh you know maybe uh, joe lopes might want to consider it Uh, i don't know and then maybe people around might consider him uh acceptable because he he did conduct himself well when i'd watch him on tv the other person who might want to become mayor because he tried to become mayor before if uh mayor Mitchell decides to leave for the uh, Healy administration is uh, Tony Cabral. I agree with you. I think he's got to be on the short list. I think uh, if Tony Cabral jumps in, it's... Yeah, I he had that's... an interest. He ran against Mitchell the uh, first time out and everything. So, yes, uh, yes. Uh, and it was actually a fairly close election. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah. It was. So I think, he'd, I think he would be considered a front-runner. Yeah. Well, Carla, I, th- I, I think that the first place people are going to find out who should run for mayor is what the callers are saying, like yourself. In other words, people are interested in running if they can hear callers, people out there telling them they ought to maybe consider it, you know. Um, so I think that, that you and, and other people who have a, an opinion on this and opinion based in fact and um, ought to continue to talk about it because I think it's very important that we have a big stable of candidates. Well, and it's because of your show. That people like me and, and Tom Kennedy, who I appreciate his opinion, too, when I listen to him on radio, uh, it's because of your show that this is happening. And I hope you guys continue to do this. You know, uh, you might tell a lot of people that, you know, TV, even though you've got skate eight channels, uh, you know, your show, uh, you know, beats uh, all, all the different programs that they got on there, to tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I you appreciate know, that. Uh, uh, another local report. importance and everything else. So those people that are aboard with TV, uh, you know, South Coast Tonight, here you are, you know, uh, the Marcus McCarthy show. <laughs> I agree. Everything's on demand anyway, so you can li- you can watch stuff before or after uh, the seven to ten right. time slot. Hey, listen, thanks oh, okay, for guys, thanks, thanks for calling. Thank, Thank you for the time. Bye bye. Yeah, I was going to say before we go, I uh, saw a local media member at the sheriff stand out today, and he said that that we have the best thing going in radio right now. That's fantastic. So that's right. <laughs> that's right. We do. Well, look, the other part is that our callers can join us. Yeah, you know that that's very important to us and to the audience is that. You can watch it on television, but you're, you and your, you and the TV are alone in the living room. Here, you can pick up the phone and get become part of the conversation. Maybe even become part of the ultimate result. Exactly. That's a, that's a great pitch, Chris. All right, I got to. Uh, we got to take this break. 
1420 WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. Finding great... Spent all day hearing about the news. Now's your chance to react to it. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Call Chris and Marcus now at 508-996-0500. Or send a text via app chat on the WBSM app. Now, back to South Coast tonight. So, um, so yeah, just thinking about Ward 3, because we're, we're rolling right into that special election right after. The radio gods always deliver. I, we told Hugh to resign so that we could have something to talk about after. Right? We're like, hey, buddy, it's, time's up. You know, that is an interesting ward because there are a lot of um, really nice apartment buildings that someone can move into. Yeah. Um, the one Hugh lives in. Moving. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Um, there's also a lot of single well, family that's how houses. You, you know, he, he moved in and the special election happened. Exactly. There's um, a lot of, so there's a lot of opportunities to move, you know, and there's also a lot of um, long time residents yeah. who, who own homes there. Yeah. All right. So I think it's going to be a very interesting field as it develops. Um, there'll be a couple of weeks before it starts to gel more. Um, yeah. We're all hearing stories of different people and, um, I think anybody that's interested in running ought to really consider running. You know, when I uh, when when Hugh and I were talking about it, I remember it those those years ago. We we're actually at Rose Alley, funny enough, and uh, yeah, and who and, was driving? And I was driving. <laughs> so we were talking about it, and he's like trying to decide. And we talked to he saw a, um, a, a union head, uh, one of the local union heads, and he's okay. like, he's like, hey, listen, I'm thinking about running. Blah blah. I goes. We got your back, nice. right? And he's like, I mean, he looked at me. He's like, let's go get the papers. Like, and we, so we went and pulled those papers right there at the at the elections office, right? And I, the, you know, took a picture, and the rest is history. So it, the the point of the story was just just jump in, just yes. jump right in. You, well, the um, the well, if you have a a, um, a desire to run for office, yeah, if you have a desire and you have like a like you know what you doing it's well yeah there is um if you know stuff, a nice opportunity it's a good opportunity because it's a special election which will mean it's going to cost less than normal elections um it'll if you know how to target voters exactly that's the point is you can have a very well targeted uh, efficient campaign right and um you have um the opportunity to come on the air with marcus and i that too right <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe the. Um, but look, we're going to do the best we can to, to publicize this. Oh, we'll have. Um, we're, yeah, we're going to have a debate, right? You know, we, we're we do um, all that. Yeah, this is a, um, Actually, a nice little, opportunity. There was a Ward Three debate here. Taylor Cormier moderated it. Really, in this time slot, because it wasn't a time slot yet. In this time slot, there was a Ward Three debate. Oh, like they did like a special presentation. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was moderated okay. by Taylor Cormier. I remember. That was when the the room looked different. I was sitting on the couch in the in the lobby. I wasn't anybody back then. That's yeah. that's that, that's right. That couch used to be in the lobby. The, the couch was in the lobby. Right. Yep. I was sitting there, and and wouldn't let me in the studio. <laughs> so uh, they had the debate, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. So, so look, this is if if you've ever thought about running for city council, um, and you're, and you're mobile, um, this is a nice opportunity. To have it have an open seat. Um, obviously, we know that 
the label a carpetbagger doesn't matter in that ward. No, no one, no one, yeah, exactly. No one really cares. No one's ever cared about carpetbagging. I don't really think they do. Um, as long as you're a quality person and you present yourself to the voters well, that issue's not an issue. It never is. It's right? never an issue. People just want someone they like and someone's competent representing them. Right. They don't care how long they live there. Like I said, when I, when we ran that race, uh, it really was just a coincidence, um, but... People were like, you know, some people were like, oh, my God, my house is made of scrimshaw. And I, you know, I, I, I am I am New Bedford and I, you know, I grew from the barnacle on the on the fishing ships. And that's how I became a person. I'm from New Bedford. No one and no one cared. No, no one ever does. Hey, let's take a break. 14 prediction on the questions. Yes, on all four. I know you're voting yes on all four. You think all Aaron, four are going to pass? I think all four are going to pass. It looks that way. I would say that I think one is not going to pass. I think, interestingly, four will pass. Four will definitely pass. If I were, if I was going to say which one wouldn't pass, it would be one because that's where the most moneyed opposition is. Everything else is significantly outspent. Yes. The yeah. uh, what about question five locally here in New Bedford? I think it'll be a yes. Um, I think it probably won't be as comfortable of a margin as. People would like, but I think it'll be. Yes, I think most people are, are are I think sold on the fact that we need a train down here. I think it'll be interesting to see where the no votes come from. Precinct. Uh, you know what I'm. You know what I'm going to say though. If this were a municipal election, if this were like an, uh, in next November, right? I wouldn't be that confident. I'd be more. Con- I'm more confident now because it's a it's a it's a it's a uh, governor's like midterm election. So that's a good point. Right? <laughs> I think so. I'm serious. Um. I think that's where I the voters been, are at. Yes, I have not been impressed with the people that should be out here working to get the thing passed. I agree. To educate voters, to remove the questions. I agree. Right? I agree. There's a lot of people in elected office that should be doing stuff. we got people that you know have been in elected office that are doing stuff. And right. Paul Chase. Uh, Scott you know, Lang. Scott Lang came on. Yeah, right. he, he's, they were doing they, – they made an effort to get in front of the microphone and, and tell us why we need it. Um, and I know a lot of people uh, – heard the uh, scott lang interview I, you know i heard a lot of stuff you know some people really like the funniest part but right it was a great that some people love the sopranos reference which was great yes we need to work more of that into um our program but we've got five hours to do that tomorrow so guys we're live for five hours tomorrow please call there'll please. be plenty of opportunities for you to call in tomorrow. we're on seven at midnight we're gonna we're hopefully gonna call some of these local races but you'll definitely hear from a lot of the candidates and you'll hear from some elected officials as well and hopefully we'll hear from you That's it. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye. Manana.